0: Welcome to She Can and She Will. My name is Marianne Brown, also known as the Country Mompreneur. I'm joined by my co-host, Deesa McAllister. We are moms, work-from-home experts, and queens at helping women take control of their lives. On this show, you will learn from us as well as other women who kick butt in their lives and want to help you do the same. So sit back and get ready for some fun. Today we're going to be talking to Linda Letterman and what is she, Disa? Oh, she is a mad cooking woman. Yes. I, I was going to try to make you say what she is. We're going to have her describe everything that she is today on today's call <laughs> because she is amazing. That's what we have to say. Yeah. And I'm ex- I'm excited about this call today. She's going to be she's going to be fun. Yeah,
1: yeah she seems like a lot of fun. Um Awesome, you guys. This is going to be a
0: good one. Stay tuned. So how do you get through your day? Between work, your family, and all the in-betweens, who has the time to connect with others who face your similar struggles? Join us at our monthly Women Helping Women virtual networking sessions to make connections with other women who face your same struggles. Make new contacts, whether you are looking for business connections, accountability partners, or to build relationships. If you've never joined a virtual networking session, it's very laid back and we try to make it fun for all who attend. We ask you to share your name, what you do for a living, and what you're looking to get out of the session. We encourage people with like interests to share their contact info to connect once the session is over. This is a great opportunity to build bonds with new people who you never would have met in your day-to-day life. So whether you're looking to make professional connections or looking to find some new friends, sign up for our next session. Find more information at TheCountryMompreneur.com. So today we are being joined by Linda Letterman, and she is going to tell us all about everything that she does and everything she can offer to help you guys with today. Thank you for joining us today, Linda, first of all. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yay. So first, tell us about you. Tell us how you got to where you are today.
2: Absolutely. So I'm a lawyer by profession, um, had my kids late in life and decided I needed to take some time to enjoy them. Right. And as when they were very little, they would have playdates and sleepovers and all that wonderful stuff. And their friends would come over and we'd have dinner and the friends would say things like, my mom doesn't cook like this. We don't play games at the table. We don't have any fun when we eat. Be careful, please. So um that's how the idea was born. And now I own a business called Balabusta's Secret. And balabusta is a Yiddish term for a woman who makes a fine home. And my fine home is the anti-Martha Stewart. You know, it's not, wait, you need a coaster for your glass kind of home. It's the kind of home where everybody wants to be. You want your family there. They want to actually be there. Your friends want to be there. And most importantly, your kids want their friends to be there. Because anybody who's a parent knows it's so important to know what's going on with your kids' lives and with their friends' lives. So what I do is I teach busy moms, and we are all busy moms, how to meal plan, prep, cook, and then serve dinner with fun and games at the dinner table.
0: (laughs) And I saw on your website that you said you used to be a horrible cook. I can relate to that. There was a story that my family can not let go where once I may have made cake using salt instead of sugar. So, So it's, it's cool that you, so you work with even the enabled like people like myself and how, what is it that you do? Like how, how do you help people? Okay, well, I will say I am happy to admit that not only was I was a terrible cook as a
2: teenager, but I was actually banned from cooking in my house. And (laughs) what happens to a lot of us, and moms included, is they have what they call, not what I call, a failure of a meal or something, and then they say, I'm no good, and then they just go to the bare minimum, the takeouts, the frozen foods, and they never recover from that failure. When I was a terrible cook, I said, game on, because I'm not one for defeat. And I right. said, okay, well, I'm going to teach myself what I need. So I will be the go-to at the time I was a teen. So so my friends want to come over. Um And then as I grew older, I just wanted to make it right. Because I love that laughter, that warmth in your house when people are mm-hmm. enjoying themselves. And I think it's so crucial for both yourself, your family life, and for your kids to not only see, but to learn how to emulate for their own lives as they get older. So what I do is I take... I I like to work one-on-one with my um, clients because everybody's at a different spot. And there's no one-size-fits-all for everybody. Um, Don't believe those manufacturers who say there is. Um, (laughs) But everybody has some really, really basic skills. And if they don't, I can help them even learn how to boil water. But what we do is we look at where they are, where they need to go, and how to get there. And we start off with really simple things like, what do you know how to do? You know, if you're a really, really basic cook, you know how to you can boil water, you can make pasta. So let's talk about the ways you can make your pasta interesting so you're not eating the same dish every day. So we talk about things like what should you have in your pantry, in your refrigerator, your freezer? What should you have? What do you need? And then most importantly, how to use it all. Because sometimes we buy something and we say, Oh yeah, this recipe's gonna be great. <laughs> and you buy this ingredient. And it's, for all you know, it's the only ingredient that on the planet that's ever used in that one recipe. And then a couple of weeks later, you even forget the recipe you used it in. And now you got stuff on your shelf and you're going, I don't know what it is. I don't know where I used it. And I don't know how to use it somewhere else. So we try to cover all those bases because that's a huge money suck and a huge food waste and a, sh- a huge waste of valuable shelf space because our kitchen sizes are not unlimited. Yeah. So we, st- we start from there. What are your staples? What do you need? What do you need? How do you need to use them? Then we look at things like, well, what do you like to eat? You know, not necessarily what you know how to cook, but what do you like to eat? Do you have people who have different food preferences in your family? Do they have different food needs? Maybe somebody's diabetic. Maybe somebody's going keto. Maybe somebody wants to be a vegetarian or a vegan. So I can cover all those, those different food categories with you. And we'll go through and we'll either look at the recipes you have. I can teach you recipes you don't have. And what I like to do is teach you how to save time in the kitchen because busy moms to a one say, I have no time to make a meal. And truthfully, you actually do if you know how to do it right. And you can make a really delicious, healthy meal in the same time it takes you to call for takeout and get it delivered. So I try to teach moms those tricks because there's nothing like a home cooked meal. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, even if my mom was a terrible cook, um, (laughs) we loved sitting at the dinner table because we had fun. And what I tell a lot of people is, you know, you may have a picky eater, but if you're having fun at the dinner table, your kids are going to want to be there, and they're going to eat what you put in front of them. You don't have to make 50 different main courses for 50 different taste buds because who the heck wants to do that? Absolutely nobody on this planet. So I teach them how to do all those things, and I also teach them how to repurpose their leftovers because, truthfully, nobody wants Taco Tuesdays on Wednesday, Thursday, and (laughs) (laughs) Friday.
0: That's true. And I like the fact that you said that you'll – like find out what's in the pantry and work with it. Because I have fish oil that I bought for a recipe once, and I don't know what to do with it now. I'm like, I bought it. It's sitting there. Like wow, this- I always thought fish
2: a- oil was just in capsules you take for your health.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was some random recipe that, that a TikTok came up, and I'm like, oh, that looks delicious. And so I got all this stuff, and now I have all of these. It took a taste, a tablespoon of a jar that's like,
2: Absolutely, sauce
0: jars. So you're not. You're like, what am I going to do with the rest of this? That was that was such a waste. So now you're talking about. You have some quick hacks to be able to get dinner on the table on a busy weeknight. What are some of the quick hacks? That you Absolutely,
2: would- I want to give everybody a really really simple thing to do. Um Everybody feels that they have to eat salads. Nobody wants to make a salad because it takes so long and it goes bad in two days. What is the point? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want to make it worth your while. So I'm going to start off with a really easy salad tip, okay, because then you can use your salad in many things. And I'll go on to a little better things afterwards. But take a big Tupperware or whatever kind of containers you like to use. Line it with paper towels. Put your salad ingredients in it. Do not put cucumbers. Do not put tomatoes in it because those are water based vegetables, but you can put in your sliced carrots. If you use purple cabbage, um, celery, carrots, whatever you like, put it all in the, the in your, your container with paper towels on the bottom, put paper towels on top and put a cover on it. And that salad's going to stay in your refrigerator fresh for an entire week. A week. Wow. Now, what are you going to do with that? I'll tell you what you're going to do on those taco Tuesdays instead of slicing all those, you know, the lettuces and the tomatoes and everything else. Take that salad. It's already made. Put it on your platter for your kids to make their own tacos with. Saves you a lot of time. You have to make your kids lunch the next day. You take the leftover taco meat, put it on salad, put it in a container. They've got lunch. You can use that salad. You make a roast chicken one night. Make enough so you have it for a second night because you don't want to be cooking every single night from scratch. Take out the salad. Now you can make like a Buddha bowl. And get a really interesting salad dressing that you made. You've got the salad. You've got your protein from the night before, your leftover roasted chicken. Put a new kind of dressing on it. It's going to taste very different than how you used that chicken the night before. And it's going to be healthy. So I teach. And that's just a real small example. I mean, there's many ways you can batch cook where you make a lot of one of your ingredients. So you have leftovers for the week. And then you repurpose it a different way on another day. So one of the things my kids really like are spicy Asian meatballs. And you can make it with turkey meat. You can make it with ground pork. You can make it with chicken. You can make it with beef. Don't think tofu would work really well on it because it's not going to stick together. But I make those meatballs. They come together in less than 15 minutes, and I bake them on a sheet pan because I don't want to clean the splatter. I mean, Mm -hmm. whatever you can do to make your life easier, do it to make your life easier. So I make these wonderful spicy Asian meatballs. So for dinner number one, let's say I had a side dish of rice, and I sauteed bok choy and garlic and soy sauce and sesame oil or something. That dinner came together in 20 minutes, tops, really easy. But let's say I made a whole bunch of those meatballs because... And I wanted to cook again, let's say, two nights later. I can Mm -hmm. take those meatballs, crunch them up, add a little hosan sauce in it. You know, you don't even have to make it. You buy it at the grocery store. Put it in a lettuce leaf. Now you've got a lettuce leaf sandwich with hosan sauce, your delicious meatballs. And I would serve it with the same rice I made, but I would turn that rice into fried rice because the secret for making fried rice is you need day-old rice. So now you've had a completely different dinner. You have done Almost minimal amount of fuss, so these are the kind of things I teach um my clients when I work with them.
0: I want you to be my mom, first oh my all, God. I know. This sounds so tasty. <laughs> I, I'm like I want meatballs right now. I'm very hungry
1: All <laughs> <laughs> right. so i'm a I'm a horrible cook and and it really stresses me out like anytime that there's a round a meal and we don't have a takeout place, like I get really i start stressing out before we even. Think about dinner. Um, So by the time I've ruined dinner and burned some stuff and put everything together and got to the table, I'm like, I'm pretty capacitated out, you know, um, and then I'm in my own head and we sit down and now the kids are ready to eat and they're like, you know, happy, but I'm kind of bringing the mood down. How do you get past the, 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 how was your day part of dinner? Like, how do you I, kind yeah, of get past that's that? That's of the
2: death. How was your day or what would you do in school? Boom. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a one word answer and you're yeah. going to sit there and you're going to be miserable because, you know, you finally got dinner on the table. You want to yeah. enjoy it and <laughs> it nobody's is. talking to you. It's <laughs> miserable. Absolutely miserable. So mm-hmm. one of the things I used to do when I was single and I would have friends over, I would always think of, well, what can we talk about? You know, I, I kind of think about that a little bit in advance. So I'll have conversation topics. Um, And so when you're sitting down with your family, Come prepared with a couple of things. So there's a zillion, zillion ways to do it. And some of it depends on the age of your kids. But here's a couple of ideas. There is an absolutely stupid, stupid, stupid food holiday every day of the year. So if you know what that food holiday is, you can either A, make your dinner around that idiot holiday, or B, come up with some conversation about that holiday. And I'm going to give you an example. So there was a, a town in California that had an advertising agency and they had on top of their building this humongous, humongous statue, body of a man and a chicken head. And it was called Chicken Boy. Hideous. It was just hideous. <laughs> and everybody in the town loved it. And fast forward many, many years, the, the advertising agency moved. The new owners of the building wanted to get rid of the stupid chicken boy, and the town said no. We love Chicken Boy, and they took the the townspeople raised money to save the statue, put it in a park, and they made Chicken Boy Day. So when Chicken Boy Day comes around, you can make a a chicken dinner, however easy as you want, and you know there's a million ways to do it. But when you sit at the table, you can tell the story of Chicken Boy, and you can say things like. Well, if you were half human and half animal, what would you be? Why? Um, Would you have any superpowers? Or what's a what's a toy that you have now that you want to save for your kids in the future? I mean, there's so many ways to take this conversation. And now you're getting to really actually know who your kids are. Because now they're speaking from an unthreatened point, because mom's not going to criticize me because I didn't do anything in school today, um, (laughs) to a point where... They want to share what they're thinking and they get to be creative and they get to have fun. So that's one example. You can do mad libs at your table, depending on how old your kids are, which are tremendous fun. You don't even have to think. Just tell them. And if they don't, they're too young for a person, place or thing for a noun, you say, give me a person, place or thing or give me a word that has, um, action in it, you know, for a verb. So you don't have to use the words, but the script is right there for you. <laughs> Let them give you ideas and you can fill it out. So we've been playing games with my kids at the table forever, and it's to the point where they'll say, what are we playing tonight, Mom? (laughs) Not always what's for dinner tonight, but what are we playing? And that's where you want to get your family, where everybody wants to be together at dinner time, and they have fun. And then phones are not an issue. Technology is not an issue because you've made it fun.
0: I like it. I Mm. love it. So I have a question around your website. Sure. Um, so very first page, I see a lot of delicious looking recipes, and I want to make the mahi mahi with the chili lime sauce because that looks delicious. Mm-hmm. But so now, when people want to work with you to start the meal planning and sign up with you under Work with Me, how do they get started? Like what? Besides, like you said, you'll raid their their pantry and all of that. They just they come on and do, do they do like an intro where you talk to them and say, OK, yeah, I can't help you. Absolutely. What will happen
2: if, you know, <laughs> you can pick out how many sessions you want to work with me for. And then before we start working, I'll send you out a questionnaire or we can do a Zoom call. Well, tell me where you are. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me what you think your issues are and tell me where you want to be. What will success look like for you after we work together?
0: And you work with them, not just on the meal planning, but also coaching them through getting the conversation flowing.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's it's all, you know, I, I view meal planning or I do what I do as really a holistic approach to your family life and your family happiness, because, you know, the studies show that people who have a sit down family meal and listen, I live in the real real world and my kids have 50 million schedules and I'm all over the damn place. Mm -hmm. So Realistically, you don't have to do this every single night, and maybe Sunday breakfast works best for you, you know, but you have to find out what works for you. And the studies show that when kids have a sit-down family meal, they do better in school, they're less likely to use illegal substances, they have better social skills, better communication skills, and the happiness quotient of your family goes out of the, off the roof. So why wouldn't you want to do that? You know, and it doesn't have to be a monumental task. I mean, I I tell people that wonderful dinners don't have to be complex to be fantastic. And they can be super flavorful and super enjoyable. And they don't have to make you a slave in your kitchen. You can do sheet pan dinners where you cook everything on one sheet pan. So cleanup is simple. Mm. Dinner's delicious. Mm. And everybody's happy.
1: Oh man, I, I like love her. this so much. I'm, I'm actually, um, I've got a horrible history with food and I'm like, I'm watching my anxieties and my tendencies come out in my kids back. And the only thing I can think to, to do about that is to like talk about it. Like, Why Aren't we doing and it's making it worse? Um, and I just like this approach so much better. Like, we're just and and if you
2: model it, you know, one of the things that that bugs the bejeebies out of me, and I don't know what I'm allowed to say, so I have to say no, you're fine. (laughs) 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 One of the things that really gets me is that, and no reflection on you, but you know, people don't know how to cook, and that's fine, I understand Mm -hmm. that. But then they don't model it for their kids. So they're passing down to their kids the lack of cooking, the lack of healthy eating, the lack of socialization. And there's nothing wrong with you failing. You know, everybody screws up something multiple times in their life. I mean, and if you can show your kids, yeah, I screwed up, but we're all going to survive. It's going to also teach them a valuable lesson. So one of the things I do, and, and I'm always creating something in the kitchen and some are winners and clearly some are not going to be winners. But what I do with my family, first thing I say, if I'm doing something different, I'd say, it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. If I get up a thumbs up, I go, whoa, you know, today is a banner day and everybody starts <laughs> off on the right foot. If I get a mediocre or a thumbs down, I don't say I'm a failure. I don't say this stinks. I say, Okay, well, what could I do differently about it to make it better next time? So now you're making your family think about, well, what kind of taste do I like? What flavors do I want to see? How do I like something cooked? And now you're not only getting valuable feedback for yourself, but you're learning about your family and what's important to them. And then next time, add some of their suggestions in, whether it's good or bad, so they can see that they've been validated you uh, believe in what they want to say, and then we'll, we'll see if it's a, a success or not. So you can turn those what you view as failures into really great experiences that the family bombs over, and it's like they're rooting for you next time because, damn it, you're using their idea.
0: Wow. i mean my family, my family roots for me that I don't set off the fire alarm. <laughs> that means dinner was successful. <laughs>
1: Absolutely love this. It just sounds like you are really helping families strengthen the structure of uh, of family bonds through cooking, and I just love that idea. That is- oh,
2: thanks. You know, we're, we're torn apart in so many different directions these days. Yeah, and it doesn't take a lot of effort to just bring them back in for those few moments that you have, because before you know it, they're all going to be out in their separate places, and you will have
1: lost that time. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what this is our final question really of the day. Um, what is your favorite way to stay organized? Ooh, favorite
2: way to stay organized.
1: I um in your office you keep a lot of folders.
2: So for my kitchen life to stay organized, I have my recipes organized in a certain way. I have my refrigerator organized in a certain way. So And when I work with people, I teach them the kitchen organization as well because it's a huge time saver. But I take these Lucite bins and I'll put my sauces in my Lucite bin so I don't have to take 50 jars out to get to the one jar I need for whatever I'm cooking. I just lift the bin out, take it out, take what I want, put the bin back in. So great time saver, great organizational Mm -hmm. tip. For my spices, I have lots of spices um, and I like to make spice blends so I'm not reaching for 50 different spices to make my taco seasoning. You know, and you can buy a taco seasoning too and that would make your life easier, but you could also group your spices together and things that you always use together. Like I have a baking section and I'm not a baker because you have to measure and it's very exact and it's yeah. very neat. It's not me, um, <laughs> but people who bake really, you know, know what to do but i still have baking goods and so i put my cinnamon and my nutmeg and um my mace whatever allspice whatever i have in a loose side container and this way when i bake i just take out the container and then i can put it back in when i'm done
0: Mm -hmm. i love it we love everything about you linda everything (laughs) (laughs) so tell us the people that are listening that want to sign up with you learn more about you how they can reach out to you
2: sure my website is com, and if you can put it in the links that would be great because yep. I don't want to spell it for them. <laughs> I have a, um, an ebook that they can sign up for called Easy One Dish Recipe Guide. And if they sign up for that, they will go on my uh, emailing list. And so they'll get my newsletters every week with suggestions, sometimes recipes. I have a Facebook group, Easy Weeknight Dinners for Busy Moms. And we have tons of fun in there. We have some contests. I recently ran a bingo game in there where you got a bingo food card. And if you completed your card of really easy tasks, um, you got a, a done-for-you weekly meal plan with a grocery list and cooking uh recipes. So, and that's another service I I I offer. I should mention that not everybody wants to do all the legwork. So, if you don't want to do the legwork, I do have a service where I can do your meal plan, your grocery list and your recipes um and I can accommodate any kind of diet that you have or your family needs. So, that's another option. But if you get on my mailing list, you'll get all my goodies, you'll see my content t- um contests and um If you go to my website, reach out to me where you can work with me.
1: Awesome. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic, Linda. Thank you so much for joining
2: us. Uh, It was a pleasure. You guys are wonderful. And you guys are doing a great thing. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening. For more information, join us at thepmagency.com.